to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans that I have for you. And they're always good plans to, for us to prosper and to succeed and to have a hope in him. And I believe that this is the time for each one of us to arise and shine and let the glory of God that is within us begin to come to the top because God is releasing his heart's desires to each one of us in the night visions that he's giving us and into the dreams. <clears throat> and he's causing us to become ones that will shine. We're the burning ones, those who have a passion to follow after God. There's a literally, there's a light upon you that causes you to rise up out of darkness and it draws all people to Jesus Christ. So you become a word that is written and living word that they can turn to. And we've been through the different baptisms of God. We've seen that the baptism of fire has come, the baptism of wine, the baptism of water, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And God is getting ready to turn the fire up again and release the wind all at the same time because he wants us to be the messengers of fire. And when a messenger of fire comes, they come and they release the miraculous. They release the healing. They release the creative realm. They release the prophetic voice to speak forth. They have the ability to speak forth secrets that have been concealed in mysteries and darkness. But God at this point is releasing the things that he has sealed up and hidden in the darkness. And he's now making those mysteries known to us. So he has saved the best for last. He's, in the last seven years, he's been digging wells within us, and the Beersheba wells are all coming together, flowing into one river where he's releasing the river that anything that it touches in Revelation, it says it is going to bring healing. And so you are that river, you are that spring, you are that well that is coming together in a spirit of unity that's going to release the commanded blessing from God to begin to flow through you. And this is a young generation that's going to rise up, but they're going to form into one lane, one express lane, uniting with the older and the younger coming together. And the older having the wisdom and the finance to be able to finance what the youth are going to do in their strength and in the zeal that's going to be released in them. And the new creative realm that's going to come forth in them <clears throat> We're going to see those things begin to emerge in a new way. And that's the thing. God wants us to have eyes to see what he's doing in a new way. He doesn't want us to stick to the form that we've already known and become comfortable. And I see the Lord going before us and the ark moving. And he's wanting us to arise, shine, and move with him in the new way that he's going to move. And embrace it even if we don't have all the understanding of what he's doing. He wants to get rid of the traditions of man which have nullified the power of God so that he can begin to manifest himself in a way that the world has never seen him manifest before. If you look in Exodus 20, it says that the Lord came and he appears on a mountaintop. And Moses had been through a preparation process to where he had met him at a burning bush. And his whole life he'd learned how to walk in holiness, taking his shoes off when he entered into the presence of the Lord. So he understood how to function in the presence of a mighty God. And so he had been through the process. But when God issued an invitation for a nation of Israel to come with him, to stand in that glory cloud and to come to know him, they stood afar off and they said to Moses, no, you go. 
And see, God is coming with an invitation again for a nation to arise and to come into his presence and to know him in a dimension of glory and majesty in the creative realm of lightnings and thunders being released that the whole nation can step in. And it's not just going to be the one or two people who have been through a preparation process, but a whole people, a whole nation. And the Bible says that a nation will come to God in a day. And when he releases that realm of glory for all of us to step in, it means that we have got to have already been through the preparation process because God's going to come in a suddenly. It says that he's, we cry out, oh, God, rend the heavens and come down. But what are we really asking for? When we go through prayer lines and the, the anointing touches us and we're overwhelmed, that's just a man's anointing flowing through a vessel. But we're praying for God Almighty to come in a, a new way and in an awakening that's going to revolutionize the religious system and pl place himself as the head upon a body because the church is the body of Christ. And so far we've been headless, but God is searching for those people who have their eyes completely towards him that he might show himself strong on our behalf. And he wants to place his headship upon a body that has been through the fire, that has been through the trials, the testings, the purification, so that we are a bride without spot and without wrinkle, so that we can carry the glory and be equally yoked with him, that he carries the weight of the presence and the weight of the glory, and we just walk beside him as his bride. He's going before us, and he's opening the double doors, just like he did for King Cyrus. And this is the time for us to focus on the nations. I was at a conference, and the Lord was, you know, there, all these prophetic words were going forth. And I'm sitting there, why am I at this conference? And then the word came that God's eyes are upon the nations. And he says, you're here because I'm getting ready to release you to the nations. And you think you're just in an audience, and you're just hearing words. But you're here to receive the word of the Lord because God has need of you. He has destiny that he has placed within you. And he is releasing you to go forth and to begin to shake the kingdom. And see, he's all about kingdom purpose and what he's releasing in this time. And you have a part to play in that. And Joel's army, they all know their place. Nobody can do what you've been called to do. Nobody is gifted the way that you're gifted. And you must come into your place and fulfill your destiny and function in order for God's kingdom to go forth and continue to advance. <clears throat> Jacob's ladder was extended in the Bible, and it says that the angels came down ascending and descending. And the church has entered into another season where the heavens are open. This is the year of the whirlwind, when the doors of heaven have opened in Revelation 4. And you have been issued an invitation to be able to come up into the heavenly realms to see what God is doing in order to bring it back down into this earthly realm. The prayers and intercession that you are releasing now, God has positioned himself in a, where he is leaning down close to earth in order for him to begin to hear what is on his bride's heart.
You know, when you're courting somebody, you're always very attentive. You bring them gifts and you woo them. And that's what God is doing in this season. He is wooing his bride. He has leaned down and he has kissed her because it's now time to stir the passion within the bride and to awaken her in order for her to come into who she is. And God wants us to know who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us, for he is the hope of glory. And so he's going to be moving through the bride in a glory realm that we have never seen, touched, or imagined. Because he is going to have a nation that will be willing to come up on the mountaintop with him, that will have the glory of the Lord resting upon them, that their face, the glory will not fade, but we will continue to arise and shine. And that when gross darkness covers a people, there's going to be the people of the light. And they're going to be the ones that are going to rise up as a beacon in order to cause them, the people to see what God is doing. So there's a door of opportunity, not only in the realm of the spirit, but also in the realm of the natural, because God wants to provoke people to jealousy by his goodness to them. He wants to pour out blessings and finances and entrepreneur anointings in the creative realm to where you begin to prosper so much that everybody goes, I want what you've got. And of course, what we have is the Holy Spirit. We have the handprint of God, just like when hand came over Jabez. He said, oh, Lord, I don't want to cause pain and suffering, but I want you to bless me indeed. And when he said that, the Lord began to enlarge everything that had to do with Jabez. And God is coming with an enlarging anointing that he's beginning to cause the wells that within us to be broadened. And the process that we've gone through has been painful. Everyone knows that if you had a shovel digging in your gut in order to make a well, it's not going to feel nice. But it was necessary because he had to remove everything of us, everything of our plan, our agenda, in order to empty us so that he could then fill us as a vessel of honor because we have been completely emptied out for his purpose. Now we contain what he wants us to contain, and he's released the double portals in this season for us to move through. If you look in the scripture and Sarah, she's standing outside of Abraham's tent and she hears the portal of heaven open when the angelic visitation is released. And it says that in her, she, it causes her to stir and the sound of a portal of heaven opening releases within her an ability to conceive the promise that God had given years and years ago. And a lot of times we've received a promise and we wait for that promise to come and we become very weary. But this is the season and time when God has positioned the heavens above us to open, the doors in the natural realm to open, our hearts to open, our ears to open, our eyes to open, that we can not only hear what God is doing, but we can see what God is doing. And Sarah is being impregnated with the promise and so are you. This is the time of your promise to come forth. You have waited and you have carried it and you have believed. And now the windows of heaven are open and you're going to hear that sound and you're going to step into what you've wanted to have happen. And I just want to encourage you. This is a time to let your voice become something that will decree prosperity over you. No more saying, I can't. 
can't is a curse because the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who is within me. And all we have to do is see what he wants us to do, hear what he wants us to do, read it in the word, and take that word out and begin to speak it forth. And you will begin to form doorways around your life where Hebrews is releasing the door and it frames your world. Look at your life. Take inventory. If you're not happy where your life is and what's happening in your life, choose the scriptures that counteract it. Begin to prophesy those things, decree those things into your life. Because in Job it says that if you will decree a thing, God himself will establish it for you. All we have to do is speak it because when you speak, it releases light. It releases creative energy. It releases the glory realm. It releases the angels to go forth and to begin to manifest in your life in a way that has never happened for you before. It's time for us to empower Peter, the rock who is within us, and to get rid of Simon who was the failure. Don't allow the failures of your past to cling to you. You know, the only difference between Peter and Judas was Judas gave up and stopped. He quit and it hung him. Peter repented and went on. And he stood before the multitudes and he said, this is that which has been promised. And see, God is moving us out of our failure mentality into the promised land, into the ability to see what God is doing in the portals that have been opened so that we can step into it. We have not been disqualified or rejected, but we're allowing Jesus to fill up everything of weakness that is within us that we might tap into his strength. In my weakness, he is made strong, and I have to be totally dependent upon him and allowing him to do what he wants to do in my life. So we're called to locate the spiritual doors, portals, gates, windows that are aligning with heaven, and our worship does that. When we begin to worship him and to release the praises, God is going to move us where we can begin to break the powers of darkness that have hindered our lives. And once we become successful in overcoming the things in our lives, then we have the strength, the anointing, in order to break the very same yokes off of somebody else. Your trials and your testings have not been in vain, but they have been in order to strengthen you in the realm of the Spirit, to give you the authority that is necessary, so that when you speak a word, things happen. When you lay hands on somebody, they're set free. They're delivered. When you look at somebody, you see through spirit eyes, and you know the root causes of what is causing that person's sickness or disease, and you can go right to the root of it, and you can cut that root off, and the unholy fruit dies. And you now have fruit that remains that you're able to offer to the Lord as a sacrifice unto him. God is giving us the keys of the kingdom, and the key is something that will cause your inner being to align with what heaven is doing.
When you turn a key, everything begins to tumble, fall, and move into position. And so God is giving us keys that are positioning us for greatness. God is great, and God is good, and he doesn't want us to have a mousy look of ourselves and think, oh, I'm just a simple little something or other. No, you're not. You have the king of glory residing within you, and he wants his reputation to be made known as a God who is awesome and amazing and great and glorious. And he has to have a people who will rise up and say, here am I, Lord, just like Isaiah, standing on the earth, looking up to see what was going on in heaven. The seraph comes and touches his lips and releases an anointing to purify him. And the fire from the altar of God comes to earth and is able to release a fragrance and a fire and a flame that will ascend. And God wants the fire back in the church to where there is smoke in the church because it's rising up off of humans. We become the sacrifice. And, you know, God always likes a good barbecue. <clears throat> so when you turn a key, it, it starts an ignition in a car. The key opens a treasure chest so that you can begin to look in what God has placed within you. And you can begin to see for the first time maybe some of your gifting, some of your talents, some of your abilities that you didn't realize were there. And God is highlighting those things and he's releasing the light of heaven so that those gems begin to reflect the glory of the Lord. The double doors open in the natural and in the divine supernatural because God wants a harvest of souls. God is looking for us to go outside the four walls of the church and to begin to compel them to come in and to meet them where they are. The doors of heaven are going to take us to grand spiritual heights so that we can pioneer a successful life from a heavenly perspective. We're called to sit with him in heavenly places and to look down upon the situations at a vantage point where we can see all the strategies of the enemy so that we can cancel what is not lining up with what God's plan is to prosper you and to cause you to succeed. Revelation is not about the Antichrist. Revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ. And we need to begin to read it in a whole new way because it releases the bride to come forth with who she is, equally yoked with God, so that all Things are possible for you to move into, and that revelation door is open. Jeremiah was given eyes to see. He learned to listen. He learned to stand. He learned to watch. And the Holy Spirit, when he came to train him, the angel of the Lord would not take an excuse and once he got rid of his fear, he got rid of his doubt and his unbelief, he was moved into a clarity to where he could begin to see. And the Lord says, you have seen well. And that's what God's going to begin to proclaim over you. No more excuses of why you can't. God says you can, and he's calling you to succeed and to rise up at this point in time because this is the double anointing. If you will begin to sow in a season of double, you will reap multiplication. 
So if you haven't been sowing up to this point, if you have not been tithing, for Pete's sake, start tithing. Because otherwise you're under a curse and God cannot bless you. But if you will sow in a season of double, God will release a multiplication to you to where you will begin to multiply in your finances, multiply in your health, multiply in revelation knowledge, multiply where the doors swing open and God goes before you to prepare a path where it becomes easy. Who's tired of struggling? God is a gentleman and he wants to go before you, but we have to line up with his precepts and the things that he has said for us to do. But God is drawing nigh to us because he wants to be found of us. And this is the season of great grace. Great grace is poured out so that we can succeed. It covers all of our weaknesses so that it's his glory that begins to shine through. And so God wants us to seek him while he is able to be found and learn, learn from him and position ourselves in a position of humility to where we are totally dependent upon him because he wants us to be able to hear the new sound that he is releasing. That new sound is a sound of travail. That new sound is a sound of praise. It's a sound of worship. And you're going to find that sound within the Father's heart. So when you get the invitation to come up here, he's asking you to embrace him and put your head upon his heart so that you can hear the heartbeat of heaven and what he is wanting to do and then to begin to speak that forth in a new way. Each one of you has a DNA within your body that releases a specific sound. And when we come together as one body, it releases the sound of unity. It releases the sound of harmony. And we begin to vibrate just like the heavenly sound. And we bring it into this earthly realm. And the enemy flees from us because we have submitted ourselves to God. So when we resist the devil, he flees. He no longer has any teeth to bite within us. Because God is taking us through a process that when we reach the gates of hell, there is nothing left of the enemy in us and that is the reason why the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against the bride of Christ because we are rising up in purity and in holiness and the new sounds being released because God wants to release the healing leaves to touch the nation he wants to heal and restore a nation so that we're able to go from lack to fullness, from recovery into wholeness, from abundance into overflow. And he wants to release the creative realm of miracles. That has been my heart's desire. I remember being as a little girl in a mainline denominational church, kind of like the dream that came forth this morning, and wondering when is God going to do this stuff? When are we going to see him step in? And I'm going to see a demonstration of his power. And I remember going to a church meeting, and the pastor said, come up front if you want a blessing. And I had been crying out to the Lord to take me to heaven and let me see what was going on in the realms of glory above. And let me see what he wanted to do in the future so that I could come back and begin to tell a people how to prepare themselves for a visitation that was going to come, that was going to revolutionize the way that church does business. I was, he laid hands on me. A light shaft came. I fell to the floor, and in that light shaft were angels. And I was taken up the shaft of light, and I entered into the heavenly realms. And I began to ask the angels, not with my mouth, but with my thoughts, 
I want to see Jesus. That was my goal. And they said, we have to take you places and show you things before you can see Jesus. Because there's always a process in heaven. And we have to learn the protocols. So they began to take me and show me what God's plan was to manifest on planet Earth. And they took me to a stadium. And that stadium was full of masses of people. There were dead people on the grass. There were people who were halt and lame, missing arms and legs, eyes, organs, and they were just laid out. I saw women. I saw children. I saw housewives. I saw businessmen. Not your spectacular ministers, but everyday ordinary people going around laying hands on individuals, and someone would say, there's another resurrection from the dead. As a little girl would raise the dead. There's an arm, a creative miracle has been released because the thing that I asked the angel, I said, how do we get into the creative realm of miracles? And the angel said, it's through love. He said, you need to study the book of John. You need to study the Song of Solomon and begin to glean the keys out of those books because he said, when the banner of love is released over my body, when they begin to speak, they will speak like Jesus spoke. And he took me to the example when he stood before the buckets of water at the wedding of Cana and he turned water into wine because he so loved the world. Jesus is a lover, and when we learn to love the way God loves, when we speak, it's going to change molecular structures. People who do not have arms will speak to the arm, and the cells will begin to multiply, and a new arm will appear. We'll be able to reach into the heavenly banks, pull out what we need, speak it into existence, pull it out of the invisible realm of the spirit, and release it into manifest in the natural realm. All the people's hands were on deck. They were doing signs, wonders, and miracles, but there was a glory cloud at the top of the stadium. And in that glory clouds were myriads of angels, lightnings, thunders, and it reminded me of Exodus 20 when God came to the earth and he wanted to visit his people, but the people stood off. But this time, instead of the mountain, it was a stadium, and it was full of his people, And a person on the microphone would release words of knowledge. And when the word of knowledge was released, the glory cloud would move from the top of the stadium down across the people. And it would touch every person. And every person that was touched by the anointing of God was perfectly whole. Not just healed. They were completely whole. It was like when the lepers... Some were healed, but the ones that came back to release Thanksgiving became completely whole. Their bodies were no longer fragmented. Their minds were no longer shattered. They were no longer tormented by demons. They were no longer lame, halt, weak, sick, infirmed. But they were released into the glory realm where they were completely whole. And the cloud would rest at the top of the stadium. The whole stadium would empty and another mass of people would be brought in, and the glory cloud would move again from the top to the other side, repeating this process. This is the magnitude of what God is teaching you and training you to prepare you for a visitation of that magnitude that's going to come to the earth, that's going to need you to raise the dead, 
to move in the creative realm of miracles, to prophesy hope into people, to prophesy like Ezekiel did to the dry bones so that we'll hear the sound of the Lord shaking through the dry bones, causing a body of Christ to rise up together in unity to where we're no longer divisive and territorial or we're not saying, oh, you're a woman or you're a man. But no, we've put past all the gender garbage and we begin to look as you are a spirit of God moving through you and it's the spirit of Lord in you and the church is no longer competitive but moving in a spirit of unity because God wants to release the spirit of Elijah to come back to turn the father's hearts to the children and the children's hearts back to the father so that he can release a commanded blessing And I believe this church is called to begin to tear down these territorial competitive spirits to where people say it's me, it's us, it's not them, but to release a unity. We're not called to be a me, we're called to be a we. And God wants us to relate to others as one body, one spirit, one Christ. There's only one kingdom. It's not about build my church. It's about build his kingdom. And God is getting ready to clear the slates. I heard a prophetic word by Miles Monroe that said from July 14, 2014, July 10, 2014 to July of 2015, God is getting ready to reposition people and to remove people who are going to stand in opposition of what his agenda is. And you're going to see a lot of no-name people begin to rise up out of obscurity, just like Esther did. She was just a little orphan girl, but God called her and placed her into the palace in a place of great position to where she had a voice over a nation. And see, God, as he focuses on the nations, he's looking for people that he can begin to speak through because he's going to speak to them and he's going to give them revelation knowledge of his plan on a large scale. That's why the dreams God gives you are big. God doesn't do anything on a small scale. God is the God of all of the universe, and he's releasing big plans, and he's looking for people who have a big heart and a passion for him that he can begin to show himself strong. So as God begins to hide himself, we seek him out. When he reveals himself, we begin to yield and move with him because the cloud of God is moving, and it's time for us to follow the cloud, follow the pillar of fire, and God is going to do a new thing in each one of your lives and in the church at large, and he's just looking for those whose hearts are totally his that he might show himself strong for you.